Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I work as the program manager here at Upside Down, and I will be your regular host on this podcast. We started this so that we could do deep dives and elaborate on really anything that goes on here, whether that's through the coffee shop, through the art gallery, community events, or Jewish holiday events, events around Jewish life, what have you. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in today, wherever you're at, driving, walking, wherever you are. We hope you just have a really great day and enjoy listening. So thank you. And without further ado, enjoy the show. everyone and welcome to the Upside Down podcast here with Isaac and we are starting a new season here at Upside Down. It's 2022, it's January Mm -hmm. and uh, a big transition that's happened actually if you've been around and you know any of our staff here is our art director Melissa Moskowitz has retired. Oh yeah. She is on a new chapter of life Mm -hmm. and she recently got married. Mazel tov Melissa. Yeah. (laughs) And with that, uh, the direction of what's next with the art gallery kind of falls to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I asked Isaac if he would be willing to come on the podcast and just chat about that and see what we've got coming on in the next little bit. And he does have some ideas. In fact, he wrote a blog post about <laughs> what really he wants us to focus on as a crew here. So... Um, with that, I'm just going to let you intro all this, Isaac. So sure. thanks for being here. Yeah. I mean, so we like to talk about important topics at Upside Down. We use art and we talk about uh, that in community. We talk about it over coffee and stuff like that. That's the kind of focus of what we're doing. And we've worked with a lot of artists um, over the past couple of years to like showcase their work. And we've explored some of the themes that come up from their work in like daily conversations that we have it upside down. Um, mm. And that's that's been really, really fun. And the last show that we did uh, before the end of the year was called Woven, where it wasn't so much that we actually um, elucidated some of the concepts from the work of the artists that we work with, but we actually came up with a theme as a team mm. um, that we wanted to explore and connected with local artists and settled on this one, Max Wong, who helped us explore the topic of identity. Right. And now we're we're in a new season. The woven stuff's not on the walls. Right. It's so blank. It's blank. Yes. <laughs> so what's next? <laughs> so we wanted to talk about something that would help us have a better uh, kind of mental health uh, and, and like wellness perspective mm-hmm. and be able to engage with the like rampant anxiety and challenges that people, but specifically like our main uh, like community, which is like UCLA, deals with on a regular basis. Right. Um, so that kind of like, we're, we're batting that around as a team, like what is it that like people are dealing with that's like affecting their ab- ability to like do college life well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we settled on the idea of choice anxiety. Choice anxiety. Um, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so... It's, it's weird because we all deal with it on a regular basis, but I think it's unique 
it's uniquely like acute within college years um, because you have so many decisions to make that are going to affect the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, You worked super hard to get here. Or at least it Um, feels that way. Right. Whether or not that is, I mean, it's partially true, but yeah, yeah, it feels like if I, this decision is going to either make my life awesome or prove, (laughs) prove what I've known all along, which is I'm doomed for failure. Right. Uh, (laughs) Like, or something in between. Yeah. Probably not. Only amazing or terrible. Yeah. (laughs) But like, that's, that's like what you internalize as you get into college is like, okay, I'm shaping the rest of my life with every decision that I make. Yeah. And I worked super hard to get here. I'm at like UCLA. I'm at this institution where like everybody else was also like valedictorian of their high school. Right. And now I'm competing. And now I'm also like with every decision, like choosing my major or choosing the classes I'm in or choosing who I live with or choosing who I'm in a relationship with. All of those factors uh, and the multiplicity of options available kind of creates this what's been called either choice anxiety or choice, choice paralysis. Mm. Um, which is where you have so much anxiety about the options in front of you that you just can't make a decision. Right. Um, yeah. It's kind of like in a story, you know, like the hero reaches this point sometimes where he has to make like a really hard decision. Like, <laughs> who am I going to save? You know, Spider-Man can't save both people. Oh. And they're both falling no, into spoilers. the ocean. No yeah. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like falling into the ocean or something or the, I don't know, wherever, yeah. New York, the, the whatever New York. the thing, the Hudson River. And, uh, <laughs> Like, but that kind of intensity has been transferred to every decision. Every single one. (laughs) Like, I better not choose the wrong thing regarding if I should take English at 10 a.m. or at like 11 a.m. Because if I take it at 11 a.m., I won't be able to take this other class and then I'm doomed. (laughs) Right. And then I'll just like, it won't work out and I've wasted all my money and Mm -hmm. then I'll have a bad credit score and then I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're giving me anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I don't even take English class. But like in in less philosophical terms, right? It it happens on a daily basis. And the thing that came to mind when I was imagining, like what is an antidote to this is In-N-Out Burger. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, you have three options. What, you know, what is this, the like Which are really like the same option. It is. Yeah. It's a burger, but yeah, it's a burger. different ways. Yeah. Like the, the subtle kind of genius of In-N-Out Burger, whether mm. they were kind of intentional about this or not, or whether it's just kind of like right. uh, part of how they decided to do things from the beginning that had nothing to do with right. limiting options, is that's it. You have a few choices. And even with like the secret menu, um, like the, the fun of the secret menu comes from the fact that you actually have so few options to begin with. Right. You have so few options that the only things that would expand your options are things that you want. Right. Like I want to mm-hmm. adventure and I want to have animal style fries. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's something that you initiate and it's not kind of like, well, I don't know what I want because right. there are so many different things to choose from. Another example of this is like there's a lot of kind of trendy articles about what it means to develop like a capsule wardrobe. Mm. Um, and like super genius oh, level people. So that's people. Like, like Steve Jobs and yeah, Barack Obama. Exactly. How they wore the same thing every day. Exactly. And they're like incredible public figures who like are like genius level IQ people and they have really significant lives and it's because they've limited the amount of decisions that they have to make in a day that are insignificant or less significant mm. so that they can make more significant decisions. Um, and 
what we right. kind of so identified priorities are a big part of that. Yeah, totally. Like, well, yeah. What we identified as a team at Upside Down that's going to be connecting to the art that we're showcasing and the kind of conversations we're having mm. is that there's a lot of wisdom to be gained from the past uh, to help us encounter some of these modern challenges. So the way mm. that we're kind of framing it is that ancient wisdom can be the antidote to modern anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Like how... <laughs> There's this quote that you hear all the time, you know, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. Um, and we're saying, we're looking into the past and saying, is there ancient wisdom for mm -hmm. today's issue of anxiety? But like, how does someone actually do that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, versus it being a good idea and it making me feel good that I'm, I went to Barnes and Noble and I picked up like a book mm -hmm. on World War II and now I'm becoming enculturated. <laughs> but like, what is, what is that process actually? Right. Or do? like, I don't know, I, I retweeted some like Socrates yeah. quote and like now my life and is clearly I have meaning now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so the, the challenge, right, is that we have this perspective on more like traditional or ancient societies that since they did so much wrong when it comes to things like human rights violations and all these other things that mm, they right. also have nothing to offer us today yeah. uh, when it comes to the way that they approach their lives and ordering their lives. Right. Because um, like, wouldn't, have they, wouldn't they have gotten everything else right if they had any, any wisdom to offer and haven't we kind of progressed past those traditional ideals to be a more open and tolerant society? And like... To some extent, that's absolutely true. Right. But like you said, if we don't recognize what history has to teach us, including the wisdom of like ancient sages and other people, like we will continue to make those same mistakes over and over again. It's like, it's like we've canceled them <laughs> from, a certain, exactly. from a certain date. History is canceled. Going back, we've canceled them. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I think most people nowadays would agree with the idea of those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Sure. So there's kind of this needing to like, and to use another phrase, idiom or whatever, like chew the fruits, spit out the seeds. Yes. Like being able to sift through history and mm -hmm. take what was good while leaving the bad. Right. Um, and how do you do that? Like yeah. who, who gets to decide what that is? Yeah. Who decides what's the good stuff to take today? Right. <laughs> so like ancient and like more traditional societies valued things like, family and like tradition and like what is your place in society where our society values freedom um, and the ability to kind of construct your life and express yourself without the kind of more traditional boundaries. Right. But what we've identified is that it's actually this very thing. The side effect of that freedom is what produces this like backdoor crisis of choice anxiety hmm. because you have so much available to you right. because you have so many options you become paralyzed when it comes to time to like make a significant decision for your life you have nothing to base that decision on other than like what feels good to you hmm. yeah I think okay this is probably a good transition point into kind of what we're talking about mm. with this because as I read your blog post earlier, and there's this great quote that you have mm. about uh, from this guy named Mark Sayers. I'm just going to read this, but it reminded me of 
Well, I'll read it first and then we'll talk about it. But it says, we're drowning in freedoms, but thirsting for meaning. Mm. Um, the output of such a lopsided system is isolation and increasing mental health crisis of escalating levels of depression and anxiety. The expansion of choice, anxiety, and information overload has created an endless sense of confusion and lostness, leading many to recoil from making any forward steps in fear of making the wrong decision. For many, especially in the emerging generation, a sense of paralysis has become the norm. Analysis paralysis, Yikes. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it reminded me of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen The Hurt Locker, but mm -hmm. the guy like is diffusing bombs and in these incredibly it's Jeremy Renner, right? Jeremy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in these incredibly stressful situations, but clearly loaded with purpose and meaning. And then he comes back at the end to the United States and he goes to the grocery store and he looks at like 400 <laughs> cereal options in the grocery store. <laughs> and he's just clearly utterly lost of how to make move forward mm -hmm. with one decision. Like, do I buy Lucky Charms or Trick cereal yeah. or Cheerios? And then he goes back <laughs> and he joins the military again. Um which like there's not a commentary on that, not saying that's good or bad, but just saying like it clearly <laughs> having trouble choosing your cereal, <laughs> go join the military. Yeah. But it made me wonder like, and this isn't to discredit any values that we have currently as a society, like freedom is an amazing thing. Right. The increased agency that people have is absolutely vital to living a meaningful life. However, does the, simply having more options like does that actually i was trying to i was trying to think in my mind like does more options equal meaning at all and i don't know if it does like you go to cheesecake at cheesecake <laughs> factory has like 400 options on their menu so are like they a more meaningful like, restaurant than in and out <laughs> no i mean that's you the know? thing is like the experience that you have at a cheesecake factory versus an in and out burger yeah can like completely ruin your dining experience because you have to sift through like a novel's worth of options. Right. Unless you go there knowing like, I want a slice of cheesecake because this is the Cheesecake Factory. No, you're, you yeah. can have like ravioli or you, like whatever. It's a silly example. But like mm. the, what Mark Sayers goes on to say uh, in that like same quote is, we've forgotten the wisdom that to find happiness and fulfillment, we need to sometimes reduce our freedoms to gain meaning in relationships. Hmm. And like you were saying, like, you know, freedom in and of itself is a good concept, but a surplus of freedom creates this sense of choice paralysis, even in this like silly example of the Cheesecake Factory versus In-N-Out Burger or like, a, right. uh, you know, going to, on, going online shopping versus like creating a capsule wardrobe. Those kind of simple things, less philosophical in nature, help us see what's at work in a larger way within our society that's contributing to the fact that we do have such anxiety with things that are important to us when it comes to time to make a decision. Right. Yeah, it's, it makes me think of how we were joking the other day because you'd saw something on Instagram about how we all want the best of everything. <laughs> and like, you know, you walk out the door to like grab a toothbrush and you Google best toothbrush. Best toothbrush. That and was Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the like, some, what that tells me is that we have too many options. So I think the emergence of these best lists and ranked lists yeah. are like, 
okay, I want to know somebody, the top five. Somebody tell me what to do. Yeah, like because... I still want to make a choice. <laughs> yep. But I need to. I need my options limited to like three to five. Yeah, <laughs> that's what was so funny about Aziz's like bit on that is like, you walk when you walk some like down the street and you see somebody with bad teeth, yeah, you're, yeah. you're like, oh. He didn't buy the best toothbrush. Should have Googled. Should have Googled best <laughs> toothbrush, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not what happened, man. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's that same kind of idea that like comedians and other like kind of cultural commentators, they're picking up on that, but they're like, they're not exactly sure what the genesis of that is. Like, where right. did this type the source of- source of that anxiety. I, yeah, search. where did the anxiety come from? Um, mm. And so- at Upside Down, like over the next like couple months, we're going to look at how do we learn from the wisdom of the past to have a more meaningful today. Hmm. Um, and we're looking at the, the ancient like Jewish or Hebrew concept of wisdom, which is pronounced chokhmah. Okay. And what's, what's profound about that idea is that it like what's behind it is that there are these like patterns for how to live that are woven into the way that the world actually works. And so to live a meaningful life, you live in step with the way that the world is designed. Mm. And then there's like less friction between you and the way things operate. Um, Interesting. And that that can actually be discovered and observed just by looking at the way that the world works. So you can, you can figure that out. Mm -hmm. It's not like an endless search. Right. Like okay. the, there, there are these patterns that are kind of woven into the, the fabric of reality um, that there, it reveals like a, a sense of order and that when we kind of buck up against that, mm. it's because our, like, our desires for freedom, ironically, are causing us to become constrained because we are like we're imprisoned by this this sense of desire that like takes us outside of the way that the world has been ordered. I think I've heard people talk about this before as like a like a wood grain almost. Mm, yeah. Like kind of how like wood has a you can either go with the grain or against the grain. Yeah. You know? Against the grain. That's a that's a phrase. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So what do you have any examples of this, of like a way that things are aligning with the way the world works that we could talk about or kind of give as an example? I mean, like what comes to mind most readily and I think kind of artistically is is provocative and also like um, inspiring mm -hmm. is when you think about the life cycle of a caterpillar. Oh, the way right. that The way that it turns Transitioned into... Transitioned in nature. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's what it is. It's like yeah. the definition of wisdom is like being able to observe things and patterns from mm. the world that actually helps us have a meaningful existence in our decision making. So okay. when you observe a caterpillar, its life cycle is one of transformation, which is something that everybody wants and mm. desires is like personal transformation. I want to become this person that I am like envisioning in my head. Um, how do I actually do that? And we, like, through kind of, like, consumerism and capitalism have bought into this idea that in order to become the person that I want to be, I have to add stuff to my life. I need to acquire um, mm. new things. But the, the irony of that is, like, this pattern that's woven into, like, nature 
shows us that real transformation happens when you go through a, like a mini death. Mm. So a caterpillar becomes a chrysalis. Right. And Whoa. A, like <laughs> the chrysalis like transforms it into an inc- entirely new thing. Yeah. But the caterpillar doesn't decide what's going to come out on the other side of the chrysalis. It's 100% of the time going to be a butterfly. No choice anxiety. Right. Should I become a butterfly? <laughs> right? Because what if I was something else? Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds it sounds like kind of like woo or like meta weird yeah. um, to like think about ourselves in terms of like being an insect. But the fact that that pattern exists within nature and transformation is something that every single person longs for, that type of positive change. Yeah. Um, and we don't know how to get it means that we have something to learn from that pattern. I mean, you say it's weird thinking of ourselves like an insect, but I just think of like the number of little girls' birthday parties that they probably just want to be a butterfly. <laughs> and it, it doesn't seem that weird. <laughs> right. I feel like people, this like I imagine that's like one of the most sought after desires. Is, that's Can funny. I be like a butterfly? That's funny. Is that, like every single Halloween for the first few years of my daughter's life is like uh-huh. ladybug, bumblebee, butterfly or whatever kids just love little <laughs> bugs <laughs> they're, they're like tapping into something right yeah. there's like there's like this weird transformation that we want to take place right. but we can't like dictate the terms of how that's going to happen well i mean it really is on the nose because is it the very hungry caterpillar or the yeah. like that book yeah. i mean kids i think kids gravitate towards that kind of stuff yeah, because Eric they're Carl. growing so we give them these narratives of what does it look like to transform and get bigger and grow and mm-hmm. become what you're going to become. Um, it makes me think my wife absolutely loves like bugs and nature and she took a class to be a California nat- naturalist. And nice. Stuff. And we always get these little, uh, these little caterpillars that like overtake our apartment complex once a year. And it's just really fun. And mm-hmm. we were that just kind of led us to the brain train of like, what is actually happening to these caterpillars when they go inside the little Hmm. cocoon chrysalises? And I learned that they literally become like caterpillar soup. Like gross. Yeah. They, (laughs) they full on just dissolve and die. Wow. So, So, no, so it isn't just like a transformation. It's actually death. It's actually a death. And I even, I was looking into this more and there's an NPR article, which, you know, they're, kind of middle of the road so i figured they're trustworthy <laughs> and there's this there's this uh quote from a professor that says the radical change that occurs does indeed arguably involve death followed by reincarnation nice which is just crazy thinking that like an example of potentially something transforming through death actually exists I'm just, I'm just, this mm-hmm. is all, when you brought this up in the example, I was like, oh, that's cool, a butterfly. And then I read this and I was just, I don't know what to do with that information. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I think it, I think part of what it means is that, uh, what, who we want to become, what we want to become, uh, as people mm-hmm. is going to happen in a way that's really counterintuitive to what we've been taught by society. Mm. Um, yeah that we're not going to be able to construct our identities through like brands or through like having our own personal brand, which is like what Instagram is basically about. Yeah. Um, It happens through this kind of like something happening to you and how you respond to that. 
and that the pattern for who and what we become is actually woven into the fabric of the world. Um, wow. So, like, we, we don't have to dive into it too much more. But yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that's a great intro to what <laughs> we want to what we want to talk about here at Upside Down over the next few months. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. we hope that you guys join us and come into the cafe and interact with this. One of the silly ways that we're, like, exploring this right now is just if you come into the cafe... Um, Right now, you'll notice you have an option to select the barista's choice instead of choosing your own drink to <laughs> just kind of like examine what it's like to have less options and the kind of in counterintuitive freedom that that brings. Mm. Um, hopefully, you actually like what you get. Um, but it's just a yeah, fun right. way that we're trying to engage in like a conversation about this. Yeah. Um, but we're also going to be doing that through events and through um, different art that we're going to have on the walls. So we hope you enjoy. And yeah, if this resonates with you or you have any ideas, we're also always open mm -hmm. to getting feedback from the community. So let one of our baristas know we're open nine to three, Tuesday through Thursday currently. And yeah, thanks, Isaac, for chatting about this. I'm excited to talk more and where this leads us in the Thanks, next Kyle. couple months. Sweet. Thank you all. Have a good one. Thanks for listening and joining with us today. If you are curious about that blog post we referenced a couple times, you can actually find it on our website at upsidedown.com slash blog or reach out to me directly at kyle at upsidedown.com. Hope to see you in the cafe this week and thanks for listening in. Have a good one. Thank you.